Yo, what's going on, guys? Before we get on with today's episode, I just want everyone listening to this today to make sure you're following us on Instagram at QF Podcast and on Twitter at QF Podcast underscore. And check out our YouTube channel at Quarantine Football Podcast. You know, we post our episodes on YouTube and all that good stuff. And everyone listening today, I want you all to do one quick favor for me. Tell a friend about us. You know, share the link with one of your friends today. Doesn't have to be multiple friends. Could be mul- could be multiple. Could be just one. But tell a friend to tell a friend. Get our show out there. Word of mouth. You know the vibes. Thank you, everyone. And, and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Quarantine Football. Uh, I'm your co-host, Nate. Unfortunately, my co-host, Ryan, couldn't be here today for the interview. Uh, but we've got a very, very special guest on today, Bryce Carpenter, quarterback at Coastal Carolina. Uh, Bryce, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Um, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, you know, I uh, you know, what have you been up to during this whole quarantine thing? Uh, you know, this is how our podcast started, uh, where we're all at home, just uh, hanging out, talking football. So what have you really been up to, you know, as a football player? Take us into that a little bit. Yeah, so um, I guess when it all started, it was kind of crazy where uh, they sent us home and we kind of just thought it was all going to start as, you know, maybe a week or two out of school. And obviously it turned into what it was. So, um, yeah, just trying to train and uh, – work out and do everything that we would normally be doing just on our own. Um, so for about three months, I was at home doing all that. And um, starting about June, I think it was June 3rd, we were able to come back to campus and uh, start working out um, in smaller groups. And now it's pro- progressed into um, like a team setting. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, it was tough at the beginning working out by uh, myself at home and everything, but now it's kind of gone back into a uh, somewhat normal routine. Yeah, you know, that's good. It's good they're getting you back into, you know, the team aspect of football. Uh, it's hard to, you know, work out alone, stay motivated, uh, keep up with the whole team when you're alone in quarantine. Uh, so I'm glad to see that they're progressing for you uh, more into that team stuff. And, uh, you know, we start, we're starting to see a lot of different sports come back now at the professional level, at the college level. Hopefully everything goes smoothly uh, with the play season. Yeah, we'll talk more about that towards the end of the episode. Uh, but to kind of jump into one of our main questions here, this is something that we really like to start off and ask everybody that comes on the show. You know, uh, what kind of prompts did you do to start playing football? And more specifically, like, how did you progress to the quarterback position? Um, yeah, so, I mean, when I was little, it was it was almost, uh, you know, my parents really didn't even have to do too much. I just loved sports. And then, um, like, I always had a ball in my hands, like what my parents would tell me. And, um, yeah, so I started playing. I played flag football when I was, like uh, – probably like five or six and um right right then I, I started off as quarterback um I'd always be throwing to my dad like just in our driveway so um they put me at quarterback I guess I you know I did I did all right when I was younger and uh and then I started playing tackle football when I was around uh pretty young like probably seven or eight years old and uh my first season I played running back and then ever since then I played quarterback so um I've kind of played quarterback my whole life uh and it's just something that I've, uh, you know, always played and something I love doing. Yeah, definitely. You know, kind of uh, just jumped right into it from a young age uh, and progressed from there. That's cool. Uh, you know, did that – do you think that that short – I mean, obviously it's a little bit of a stretch, but do you think that short experience at running back kind of helped you with your quarterback mobility at all? But you know, <laughs> Yeah, um, 
part of your game. Yeah, it was, it was, it was my first year playing, and uh, I mean, we were so young and everything. No one really like <laughs> throws the ball and stuff yeah. like that. So uh, I think it was just to kind of give me some more action. But uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, talking about that mobility, uh, you know, you uh, you had some really good rushing games so far at your time at Coastal Carolina. You know, you had a a hundred plus rushing yards in one of your games, along with someone that we've interviewed before, CJ Marable. Uh, take us kind of into that experience, and then to kind of go off of that, like, what do you think are some of your favorite highlight games that you've had at Coastal so far? Yeah, so um, I think just from the mobility standpoint, um, I would list myself as a dual threat quarterback. Um, so I think that I can uh, hurt defenses with my feet as well as my arm. And, um, yeah, I think that's something that uh, is definitely a big part of my game. I think it's something that uh, I pride myself on, something I try to work at, and um, something that I try to use throughout the season. So, uh, yeah, I would definitely say mobility would be one of my strengths. And then um, as far as games, um, so, like, some of my, my better – I mean, I would just say the games that come to mind would be some of the big team wins that we've had um, in the past. Like, uh, I mean, we'll probably get into it, but, you know, uh, Kansas, uh, Troy, um, Yes, I mean, some of those big games like that that we've won as a team, you know, big team wins. So, uh, yeah, those are some of the ones that come to my mind. Yeah, definitely. You know, you talked about Troy, and, uh, you know, I noticed that as a true freshman, actually, a couple years ago, uh, you actually started in a couple of games. What was it like kind of once you got to the college level uh, from high school? What was that transition like? And uh, how did you progress to, like, starting as a true freshman at quarterback? You know, that's a really impressive thing. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, definitely I'd say the biggest the biggest difference from coming from just the football aspect from high school to college is just the speed of the game. Um, you know, as far as playing quarterback, you know, windows, the passing windows close a lot faster. Um, the receivers are a lot faster. The defensive backs are a lot faster. So um, just the speed of it, trying to see everything and, uh, you know, letting the ball go before the receiver breaks out of his route even. So uh, yeah, just the just the timing and the speed of the game uh, was probably the biggest uh, change for me. And then, um, as far as you know, my my true freshman year, I, I started off the year I was behind a, a senior, Kilton Anderson. So I got to kind of learn from him, and he actually went down with an injury. I ended up starting the next two games, and um, you know that was a great experience for me. That was a great learning experience, and um, you know <clears throat> I was able to get a lot of snaps in those games and start those games and. Uh, I think it was something that really helped me going forward, definitely getting that uh, experience at my true freshman year where you know, a lot of guys will come in in red shirt and then you know, have to wait a little bit. But I was able to uh, you know, get thrown in there and, and give me some valuable game experience. Yeah, definitely. No, that game experience, it probably helped you out quite a bit there. Uh, and particularly in one aspect of like avoiding pressure, because uh, I think that a lot of the times when people are kind of thrust into the college level, like you said, higher game speed, uh, especially a quarterback, you know, they're, uh, they're folding a little bit under pressure. But uh, for you, you've shown a really good ability to avoid interceptions and uh, to really, you know, live up to the big moments. So uh, how do you think that kind of pressure at the quarterback position really defines you as a player? Um, I mean, I think that you definitely have to perform in uh, crunch time situations. But for me and what our coaches kind of preach a lot is um, it all comes down to how prepared you are. You know, if you're if you're going through practice every day, um, you, you know, you know your reads, you know where you're going with the ball, and you're performing at a high level. You know, those situations where, you know, some people say, you know, there's a lot of pressure, there's, you know, a lot on the line. You're just so locked in because you've done it so many times and, and uh, you know, you're confident, you're prepared that, uh, you know, you don't really think in those situations, you're more reacting. So I think it just comes down to uh, how prepared you are. 
yeah, you know, you talked about the, like, preparedness, game prep, stuff like that. Uh, me as a fan, and uh, obviously some of my co-hosts on the show too, uh, we're not actually, like, we don't, we don't really play football like you guys do, like the people that we have on. And uh, we kind of see the game when we watch, like, on TV, in person, from, like, this kind of macro point of view. We see everything that's happening on the field, like, at whatever speed it's being played at. And uh, we don't really see a lot of the nuanced stuff. We don't see a lot of the prep. Uh, so, like, a lot of fans, they tend to get mad at what's going on. They're like, oh, he should have made that throw. He should have made that throw. Should Like, that wide receiver should have been over there. But, you know, they don't really know. Uh, they don't really know the intricacies of the game. They don't know all the prep that goes into it. Uh, so what would you say for you is, like, the hardest part about playing quarterback that, like, a casual fan wouldn't really understand or wouldn't really expect? Yeah, I, I, that, that's a really good question. And, um, you know, that, that's something that we always talk about a lot, too, is um, – you know, most, you know, not trying to, you know, sound, sound however or anything, but most <laughs> fans that watch the game really have no idea what's going on. And, um, you know, there's so much more to it. You know, uh, playing quarterback, I, I believe, is it's probably one of the hardest positions in sports to play because there's actually so much, you know, going on from, you know, making sure you're sliding the, you know, your offensive line the correct way. Um, you're reading the defense. You know what coverage they're in. Um, your receivers are seeing it with you. They're, they're, you know, they know what route they they have on, and if they're changing their route based off the coverage. So I think that you know the average fan kind of thinks that it's, you know, uh, you know, you drop back there, you pick your favorite receiver, and you just you just throw it to them. But it it's so it's so far from that, and there's so much uh, work and so much um, preparation that really goes into it. Where uh, you know during the week where we're repping out these plays against every single situation that could come up. So I think they're, they're, that, uh, you know, for the casual fan watching it, I think so much kind of goes over their head that they really don't see where you're talking about is, oh, why didn't, why didn't he just throw it to him? Well, <laughs> you know, that receiver might – that might not even be in our progression that we're going through. That might not even be, you know, something that we're looking at. So, yeah, there's definitely so much more that goes into it than uh, I think than just the average person sees. Yeah, you know, I love that. I've got some friends who, you know, like they'll play Madden and uh, they see like the X receiver and they they think they're a genius because they know like what the receivers are called and stuff. They're like, oh man, the quarterback should have thrown to his X receiver there. He was wide open. Yeah. And uh, they just don't get that it's not as simple as just, oh, drop back and like hit a button yeah. or like just throw yeah. it right to the guy. Uh, there's, there is a lot more that goes into it. And, uh, you know, to kind of go off of that, that kind of preparation aspect of the game, um, you know, with this upcoming college football season possibly in jeopardy, you know, I hope that we get a full season or at least something close to it. Uh, but it is possibly in jeopardy. How have you been preparing uh, differently or similarly to a normal season during this kind of coronavirus time? Yeah, so I guess um, I guess you just have to prepare. And our mindset has been that, uh, you know, you can't prepare and think, oh, there might not be, there might be. You, know, you just have to prepare that. You know, we're playing September 5th at South Carolina, and, and that's our mindset. That's what we're getting ready for. That's what we're working every day towards. And if, like you said, if something happens, something changes, then oh, well. But, uh, you know, we're going to do everything that we can to be prepared for that. And as far as kind of some of the changes, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's differences. Uh, like some things are kind of weird. You know, we walk into our facilities and we get our temperature taken every day, which, you know, before that would have never even, you know, been a thing. You know, we, ha we have to wear um, masks during workouts in the weight room, which that's different. That's, but it's all something that you just have to, you know, it is what it is. We just have to overcome it and uh, just try to get prepared for the season where, you know, you know September 5th, we're going to do everything that we can to be prepared for that. 
and if something changes and it doesn't happen, then you know we'll, we'll be ready for whatever happens after that. Yeah, you know, one of the one of the more important changes that I've been paying a lot of attention to is uh, whether or not there are going to be fans in the stadium uh, at any point during this uh, during the season. So, uh, Bryce, you know, what are your thoughts on there being fans in the stadium versus there being no fans in the stadium as a quarterback? Because you know, as a quarterback, your uh, your communication is very valuable, and it's uh, a really important piece of the offense that a lot of people are overlooking uh, that might not fully understand. And when there, are, when there are fans in the stadium, it's obviously a huge dynamic because it's hard to communicate if there's a lot of fan noise at an opposing stadium, something like that, especially in, in college football where you've got some crazy fans at certain stadiums. Uh, so, you know, what do you think it's going to be like if there are no fans in the stadium? How is that going to really differ? Yeah, so um, obviously being a college football player, you know, that, that's part of it is the atmosphere. That's something that we love. That's something that we really look forward to is um, – walking into a you know whether it be an away stadium that's full or you know our home stadium with all our fans there it's definitely a big part of the game something that we love but you know if that can't happen um I think that we'll we'll try to use it to our advantage I think that it will make a lot of some things easier um you know like you said talking about playing at the quarterback position um we have we have constant communication whether you know our coaches signaling in our plays and then us communicating that play to the offensive line and the receivers and um so I think that that there's parts of that that will make it easy you know it's not it's not easy to communicate everything with uh you know uh, like I said at that uh Williams Bryce Stadium at South Carolina they probably would have had close to 80,000 people there and uh with all them screaming it's kind of hard to communicate uh to your receivers and everything but you know if they're not allowed then you know maybe that's that'll be an advantage for us so we'll try to just you know, obviously we want the fans there, and 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 uh, if that can't happen, though, we'll just have to make the best of it, and uh, it will make some things easier if they're on. Yeah, you know, like kind of speaking on those atmospheres, different college football atmospheres that you've played in throughout your career uh, thus far. You know, what has been kind of the most uh, intense, the craziest atmosphere that you've ever played in as a quarterback? Yeah, so it was my freshman year. It was actually my first game I ever played in. Um, it was the first game of the season, my true freshman year. And uh, it was kind of like, it was at South Carolina and uh, it was opening day. So I think it was, like I said, close to 80,000 people there. And uh, I mean, I hadn't even played in a stadium half that full. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. They're playing like they're, uh, they do like a sandstorm thing. And uh, I mean, it was crazy. It was, it, there were so many people. And uh, I mean, you couldn't hear a thing out on the field. And uh, I, I actually, I had a, a couple plays in there and, uh, early in the game where uh, they rotated me into I had like a package deal where I'd go in and run a set of plays and uh, I remember running in there and like I kind of just took like a little look around and, and it was like <laughs> surreal there were so many people and yeah it was definitely a cool experience and um, it, it was something that you really you know you grow up kind of you know thinking about playing in those type of games so it was definitely definitely a cool experience. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, the atmosphere, like you said, it's so uh, it's something that a lot of players, they really do. They, they dream about it their entire career. Uh, I honestly thought it was so weird. I've been watching some of these like NBA scrimmages, some of the MLB games that are starting back up again. They've got like cardboard fans up and they're like pumping in fan noise. And it's really just not the same. Like, I feel like it's kind of just like an offense to all the fans out there where, uh, you know, they're trying to replace everyone with these like cardboard figures. It's just so odd. Uh, you know, how would you feel if they tried to do some of those like imitation fans or like pumping in fan noise? Uh, you know, how, how do you think, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, uh, 
like I said, we, we want to play with real fans there, but obviously with all the, the safe and healthy and health concerns, uh, we might not be able to. So, uh, I mean, if they do the cutouts and, and anything like that, fake crowd noise, you know, I guess it'll add something. But, um, you know, like I said, we're just trying to prepare, uh, you know, like there's going to be fans there. If there's not, you know, it is what it is. And maybe we'll try to use some of that to our benefit. But, uh, yeah, I have seen some of the cutouts and stuff. And it's kind of it's kind of a little different, but uh, I guess they're making the most of it. Yeah, you know, uh, just something that we've been talking about a lot throughout this entire interview is uh, preparation and, uh, you know, the workouts you've been doing through this coronavirus time, preparing as if there's going to be a season. And, uh, you know, a lot of people during this time uh, haven't really been doing a whole lot of, uh, you know, working out like in their personal lives, stuff like that. Uh, and it seems like a lot of people that we've had on the show have actually been like almost everyone has been working out, preparing for football, stuff like that. Uh, so how do you think that playing football has really like impacted you in your personal life? Uh, like, do you think that it's made you a better person? Do you think that it's like added attributes to your life? Uh, kind of streamlined you like, can you go into that a little bit? Yeah, definitely. I think that, uh, you know, I guess maybe something too, that not, not most people, uh, understand. There's so many like life lessons just throughout playing football your whole life and really sports in general, where, um, I guess first off is, you know, work ethic. And, uh, you know, you really see that if you work hard at something, you really put everything that you have into it, that uh, you'll get results out, out of it. And, you know, you can transfer that from, you know, just working out and playing sports to, you know, like a professional setting or, or in school where, you know, you're, you take that work ethic and put it towards school where if you really study hard for a test and everything, you know, you, you understand that you'll see the results. So there's definitely so many things um, and life lessons that I've taken from football, whether it's, like I said, um, hard work um and then like the family setting you know which is pretty cool is is you really get close with all of your teammates and you get so close and it really does feel like a family where uh you know if something happens to one guy you know you really feel for him and it's it really is like a like a family and our teammates are really like our brothers you know you spend so much time with them you know i'm, I'm with i'm with the guys you know almost you know you know eight eight hours a day sometimes 10 12 hours a day so you really, you really develop that chemistry. But uh, yeah, like I said, there's so many life lessons that uh, you can learn from football, whether it's hard work that, you know, that, that brothership or, and uh, you know, just so many more. Yeah. You know, even someone who isn't, a, even as someone who isn't a player, uh, that kind of family aspect is definitely something that's drawn me to the sport of football in terms of being a fan, being someone who uh, is involved in media around football. Uh, it's kind of drawn me to this sport over others, because I think that, uh, football teams have a really unique level of chemistry, constantly working out together, the kind of locker room dynamics before the game. Uh, can you take me into that a little bit, actually? You know, uh, what is it like in the locker room before a game? Like, is there any kind of like, is there someone who plays music every single time? Like, what kind of music do you play? Uh, just like what's going on pregame in the locker room before a big game? Yeah, so, um, yeah, so, I mean, I guess some people do kind of think that uh, before a locker room, it's all just getting hype and all that. But, uh, I mean, there is a time for that. You know, that's usually right before the game. But most of the time before uh, in the locker room, you know, there'll be some music on playing. It won't be, you know, too loud. We have a surround system in the locker room. But most guys usually have their headphones in, listen to their own stuff, um, going through the game plan, going, you know, really just locking in and uh, – that starts, you know, earlier in the day from the second you wake up, it's like, okay, it's game day. You're start, you, you know, you're getting your mind right. There's really not too much talk in between guys where, you know, just casual talk or anything like that. It's more everyone has their headphones in um, guys will be using foam rollers and, you know, get, you know, stretching out, getting ready. And um, 
everyone kind of has their own game day routine, uh, the other hours leading up to it. So we get to take the field, the quarterbacks, um, we throw the ball around and, and we're just in, we're not in pads or anything. So we all have our headphones in. Then we go in, we get taped, uh, we put on all our gear and stuff. And that's when everyone usually is sitting in their locker with the earphones in and uh, just locking in. Um, it's, it's actually kind of quiet sometimes where, because yeah. everyone's getting ready and uh, everyone's so locked in. And then our coaches come in, they give us one final, you know, talk, tell us, you know, their message, what they think. And, uh, and then, and then uh, usually they walk out, we got about 10 minutes left. That's when they'll, you know, kind of turn the music up. Guys will start, you know, getting ready because <laughs> we're about to run out on the field. And um, yeah, but uh, for the most part though, at, you know, besides those 10 minutes, you know, guys will get excited then definitely, but I'll, uh, Definitely leading up to it, it's really most guys are just locked in. Yeah, that's exactly how it was. Uh, I mean, for me, I ran track and cross country all through uh, all through high school. And uh, especially for like an individual sport like track, uh, if you went up and like you started casually talking to someone like an hour before the meet, they'd get really pissed at you because they're they're trying to lock in. They're trying to get in there, get in their like game day mindset. Uh, they're trying to just get ready for whatever the race is coming up. And I'm assuming it's really similar for football as well where uh, people, they're just trying to uh, transition from their mindset that's off the field to their mindset on the field. Uh, you know, we've talked to people on defense where, uh, you know, in, in the game, they have to play like a killer. They have to, like, go after people. They have to go, uh, you know, they have to hit hard. They have to go for the contact. And then when they're off the field, they're just kind of, like, fun-loving people. So they really have to make, like, a, a huge shift when they get, like, from off the field to on the field. Uh, so that definitely makes a lot of sense. Um, and then, you know, just to wrap up this interview, I've got a kind of unique question that I try to ask every single interview because uh, I think that it carries a lot of personal meaning for some people. You know, why did you choose to wear your number? Like, uh, I think, yeah, number 12 on the football field. Uh, why did you choose to wear that? Yeah, so, I mean, mine's, mine's nothing. I know some guys have, uh, you know, some personal uh, reasons and stuff. Mine, I actually wore, when I was growing up, I wore number 22, which was kind of like a unique quarterback number. No one yeah. really wore that, so that was kind of cool. And, um, yeah, I watched, like, Doug Flutie. He wore 22 and stuff. So, growing up, it was all 22. So, then when I, I got to high school, um, the quarterback at my high school, like, oddly enough, he wore number 22. So, and and he was actually one of the, like, greatest players. It's Trey Burton. He threw the uh, – Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Season. Yeah. So they retired – they, like, retired his number at my high school. So, so I couldn't wear 22. So I'm thinking I'm, like, going through the numbers and everything. And the senior that had left right before me wore number 12. So I knew it was available. And, um, you know, I was just thinking, you know, okay, I'll, I could even just wear it for a year and then maybe switch it down the road. I just knew it was available. And they asked me, what do I want? So I went with 12. And it, and it really just stuck ever since then. Um, I, you know, I've, I've always worn it. And uh, through high school – um, I never switched it at all, and um, yeah, it just stuck. And uh, yeah, I just really liked it. And then when I came into when I came to Coastal, it, it just worked out perfect. I remember in the recruiting process too, asking them, you know, is twelve available? And uh, they're like, yeah, you know, you know, you come in and uh, you know, do what you need to do. You know, you can definitely get twelve, and, and you know, it just worked out perfectly. And um, you know, I've, I've just been lucky enough just to stick with twelve for a long time. But yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a cool story in itself. You know, we have, I'd say most people that I ask that question to, uh, they're forced out of their number at some point, you know, uh, and a lot of people that happens in college or when they get to the NFL level even, and that's got to be tough to be like attached to a number for your entire career. And then like right at the end, you have to switch it up. 
yeah. but for you, I mean, it happened in high school, so that makes it at least a little bit easier. Uh, but you know, with that, Bryce, thank you so much for coming on for the interview today. I thought it was awesome. Uh, it was really nice to hear all your insight into, you know, how you play the game at Coastal. Uh, you know, any last things to say to our audience before we wrap this one up? No, I'll just say, uh, appreciate you having me on. I yeah. It. Thank you. Yeah. You know, thank you so much for coming on and, uh, everyone that's watching this, thank you so much for listening and, uh, be sure to check us out on all of our social media. And with that, uh, have a good day, everyone.